Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Joe McCall here. So I thought we would talk today about how to talk to sellers and specifically realtors. I talk about this a lot. Sales is the million dollar skill. If you're not on this phone, you're not making money, okay? So sales is very, very critical. It's very important. When we do marketing, the lead comes into a voicemail. We send an offer. We're averaging about one out of every 25 offers accepted for every deal. One offer accepted for every 25 offers that we send when we don't talk to the sellers first, all right? But when we talk to the sellers first, we're averaging one out of 10. So we're beating our numbers by what, 2.5 or whatever that is. You're always gonna do much, much better when you can talk to the sellers first. Why is that? Well, it's simple. You know, you get a chance to build a little rapport. They get to know you. You get to build some know, like, and trust factor. Uh, you get to find out what their needs are. I mean, maybe you would have offered 15. They would have been willing to take 10. You don't know that until you talk to these sellers first. So it's important to talk to as many sellers as you can. And I say this all the time, the key to success is to talk to five sellers a day. And if you can talk to five people a day, I can. and if you make at least offers to, offers to at least three of them, you're going to do deals. It's, it's like, it's almost impossible. So a lot of you are like, well, Joe, I can't spend 3,000 a month like you can or you know, sending direct mail. I don't have that money yet. Or I don't want to because I don't know if this works yet. Or whatever your situation is, we're going to talk today about obliterating that excuse. I tried to put in the description of this Facebook or YouTube video that you're watching right now, a link. I just launched a brand new program called Deals with Joe, by the way. It's seven bucks a month. And in there, I talk about how to wholesale houses. It's a little different than vacant land, but basically what I'm doing is going through a 30-day program teaching you how to wholesale a house. And you can use a lot of those same principles for land. But in there, is my one of my motivated seller scripts. And I'm gonna be showing that to you right now. So this is for land, but it's very similar for houses. If you wanna see what I'm talking about here and take a look at this new program I launched, it's dealswithjoe.com. You might have to go to www.dealswithjoe.com. So sometimes when I, it depends on the situation, what's going on. I usually start off my call with, hey, I'm calling about that land that you have, or I'm returning your call about the vacant lot you called me on or whatever. Sounds like I caught you in the middle of something. Or sounds like sounds like you're busy. There's this whole thing as I go through this, I, I kind of sometimes phrase things in the negative and it's called negative phrasing. And when somebody doesn't know who you are, when you state something in the negative, when somebody doesn't know who you are, they automatically disagree or don't believe anything you say. So it's kind of this weird thing. It's a mind game. But when you say things in the negative, they actually agree with you. So when you say something like, sounds like you're busy, I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I can, it sounds like I caught you in the middle of something. No, I'm good. Does that make sense? I, I like to set the agenda also at the very beginning. And, and always when we're talking to sellers or realtors, we're always upfront, honest. We, we're never shady. We're always telling the truth. And um, this is what I like to say. Hey, I'm looking to buy some vacant land in the area today. Not tomorrow. I'm looking to buy something today. Do you mind if I ask you some questions to see if this is a property I would be interested in? Super simple, but they understand I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions to see if this would be something I would be interested in. What's the difference here? Why is that important? This is important to understand. We're not selling anything. This is going to be a little different than pest control, right? We're not selling anything. We're the buyers. We're trying to get them to sell their property to us, right? We're the ones with the money burning a hole in our pocket. We're looking for a deal to buy. 
We're not deal creators, we're deal finders, right? So it's completely different dynamic here when you're talking to sellers or realtors, you need to have, you switch this in your head. You're not selling a program. You're not selling your money. You need to get the seller, you need to get the realtor to sell you to convince you why you should want to buy their house, their property, and not somebody else's down the street. Especially here in a minute, we're going to be calling realtors. We're going to be calling some properties that have you know, been on the market a long time. And usually they've been on the market a long time because they're asking way too much for it. So we're going to be asking them, why should I pay 30 grand for your house when I can buy this vacant lot for $15,000? What's going on? You know, so we're trying to get we're trying to get the seller to convince us why we should buy their property and not somebody else's. It's a completely different dynamic, especially when you're starting to do creative financing things like lease options or whatnot. You got to change your mentality. Stop chasing sellers. The fat the harder you chase them, the faster they'll run. So in a certain sense, we're using things like negative phrasing. We were saying things like, why why do you even want to sell your house or property? It looks like a nice place. You know, I'm surprised. Why haven't you sold it yet? Why don't you just list it with a realtor? We're playing hard to get. Does that make sense? All right, good. So after the I tell them as part of my agenda, you know, after the call, I'm gonna ask you some questions. I'll do some research and I'm gonna send you an offer. Is that okay? Simple as that. And sometimes I'll say things like this. Now, I don't always do this, but I just put this in here because I one of my friends does this and I kind of like the way he does it. But he says, all right, so just so I understand what's going on, after I send you an offer, one of two or three things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to like my offer and we'll schedule a closing right away. Or two, you're not going to like the offer and I just want you to have, I want you to have the permission to tell me, no, it's totally okay. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to tell me I need to think about it. Just give me a yes or a no. Is that okay? giving them permission to say no, which again goes to the opposite of what they're thinking. Now, this one here kind of goes into where if I've already sent them an offer maybe, and now I'm talking about them, I'm talking to them about the deal that I already sent them an offer on, I might say something like this. I'm going to do some more research and I might actually find something wrong with the property. I'm going to send my guy out there to go look at it. And I might have to come back and renegotiate a lower price. So let me ask you something. If I do have to come back and negotiate. I mean, if I do find something wrong with the property, is your price negotiable? All right. So this this kind of section here kind of depends on if if I've already sent them an offer. Like one of the things we're doing in our counties that we're going into is we're sending what's called the range. It's a range postcard. It's a postcard that says, "Hey, I'd like to buy your 2.6 acre lot in XYZ County, and here are the benefits of you know if if you buy it from me, and I might be able to offer you between twelve thousand and twenty thousand dollars. So if you're interested, give me a call." at this phone number here, right? So sometimes when I when I am throwing the number out first in my direct mail, after I talk to them and ask them some questions, I say, all right, well, I'm gonna do more digging, do some more research, send somebody out there to go look at it. And if I find something wrong with it where we won't be able to buy it, is your price negotiable? And 90% of the time they're gonna say, yeah, okay? Now I go through, I wanna confirm their name and phone number. I don't always do that, I might even take that out. I want to confirm some property information. Again, I'm asking questions. That's the whole point of this. You're going to see a lot of question marks here. I'm always asking questions and that's how you stay in control of these conversations, okay? And the reason I'm asking these questions, I might already know, but I'm 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 trying to get them to um you know, I'm trying to get them to give give them a reason for why I might need to negotiate down lower in price, okay? I ask them things like, you know, what's the size of the property again? Is it cleared or is it, does it have a bunch of trees on it or whatever? Are there utilities already brought up to the property? 99% of the time, there's not going to be utilities there. It's vacant land, but I'm going to be asking them anyway. Is there road access? 
And I might know that the road is gravel, but I'm still, I'm going to ask, is it paved by any chance? Why am I asking that? Well, I'm trying to like maybe push push the pain button a little bit, like, or, or I'm trying to tell them why the property may not be worth as much as they think it is because the road isn't paved. What's the terrain like? Is it flat, hilly? Can you build on the property? Also, I'm asking about HOA restrictions. That's kind of down here. Are there HOA restrictions? Can I put my camper there? You know the answer is probably no because it's in an HOA, but I'm still asking those questions. I'm asking if they have a perk test done. If you don't know what that is, just Google it. It's like a, you send somebody there to look at the property to tell you if you can put a septic system in it or not. Is it in a flood zone or wetland? Obviously, you can look at that online or just going through different softwares or websites to see if it's in a flood zone or not, but I'm asking them anyway. Have you ever done a survey on the property? Chances are no, but if they say, no, I've not done a survey yet, I go, oh, hmm, okay. Uh, well, uh, let me ask you some more questions. Do you know anything about HOA restrictions? What are some of the restrictions? Oh, I don't know. Um, okay, can you go, can you go camping there? Um, can, I, can I put a, a motorhome there, an RV? And no, oh, okay. What are the monthly annual fees or whatever? Okay, Is, have you ever listed the property with a realtor? If not, why not? Have you ever gotten, have you gotten any other offers? This is a good one. Have you gotten any offers recently from other people? And then I like to ask, why didn't you accept any of them? Many times too, you know, depending on the areas you're in, you'll get a seller that says, yeah, I just, I got, you know, the 20th offer I've gotten in the last six hours. You know, that's not true, but they say these things to make you think like they're getting a lot of interest. And I was like, well, why didn't you accept any of them, right? Or if you make an offer and they say, no, nah, I got an offer for 22000 I was like, man, if I were you, I would take that offer and run. Why, why haven't you accepted it yet? I'm, not, I'm playing hard to get, right? I'm not chasing them. I always ask, do you have other property that you're looking to sell? Is there anything else I should know about the property, okay? This, this script, by the way, is not designed to um, be a list of questions that you ask straight through like a robot, you know? This, these are a list of questions as you're talking to the sellers and realtors that, you know, while they're talking and, and you don't know what to say, you can look at the next question and, and, and kind of insert that question into the conversation. So sometimes, you know, before I even get into all of these questions up here above, I might go right into this, like, man, it sounds like a nice property. Why would you even want to sell it? Why don't you just keep it? Something like, what would you like to see happen to the property? Well, you're not, you're not in a hurry to sell this property, right? They've had it on the market. I'm trying to determine if they're, what their motivation is. Do they need to sell it now or is it okay if they sell it later? What's uh, One of the ways I like to sell this, ask this is, is this a now thing or a later thing for you? When were you hoping to be able to sell it? What's more important, to sell it quickly or sell it for the highest price possible? To sell it fast or high, high price? Why don't you just list it with an agent? Have you thought about that? You know, I can give you the names and numbers of, you know, five, 10 realtors in the area that can list the property that have sold properties recently. All right, what do you think the property's worth? Always ask how they arrive at that number because they might think that that's what Zillow says it's worth. We know what Zillow thinks. It's never accurate. Then I ask him, do you think that's a, a fair price for this crazy market? It's always a crazy market. The other question I love to ask is, what are you going to do if you can't sell the property for 20 grand? Why do I ask that? I used to ask this all the time when I did a lot of lease options. What are you going to do if you can't sell the property? Are you going to rent it out? You can do the same with land. What are you going to do if you can't sell the property for this 20 grand that you want? Have you thought about selling it on owner financing with payments? Why would I ask that? Well, maybe one of my offers could be to buy it with owner financing, right? All right, so the million dollar question right here. What if, I'm not saying I could do this, but what if I could pay you all cash, close quickly, you didn't have to pay any closing costs or realtor commissions, what would be the best price that you would consider? Or you could say, what would be the least that you would take? And just shut up, listen. 
they're going to hem and haw. They may not say, I don't know, you called me, make an offer, or you know, you sent me the postcard or whatever. I say, well, you know, what, what? Give me a range. What would make you? What would make you happy? Well, your postcard here says that you would take, you know, you would offer between twelve and twenty thousand. So I'd be happy with twelve thousand or whatever. I say, oh, hmm, okay. Well, um, I might go back to some of these questions I asked before. See, it doesn't have a survey. The it's not that it has that road access isn't that great. Doesn't have utilities. Has an HOA. Man, is that <laughs> hmm? I pause. Silence. Sound disappointed. I don't know. Is that is that the best you can do? All right. Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna do some. What if I could? What I always ask this question. If they give me the bottom line number of let's say twenty thousand dollars, I say if I could pay you cash, if I could bring over a briefcase full of cash right now of like fifteen thousand dollars, are you telling me you wouldn't take it? I just want to get the what their bottom line number is. Well, um, if you can close in thirty days, I'll sell it for that. Well, if I could close in thirty days, would you accept this price? Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little more research. Let me ask you something. If I do more due diligence and I find other properties that are actually cheaper, how negotiable is your price? And this is huge because many times while I'm on the phone with them, I'm looking at Redfin and I'm looking at cheaper properties and I'm asking the sellers about this. All right, so I'm going to do some research. I'll call you back later. Is that all right? What's your best email address so I can send you a written offer? I always want to try to get their email address because that, that allows me to do a lot of follow-up. Always, uh, this is a question I like to ask because I'm always looking to see, can we do a deal today? Um, we're in business to make money today, not tomorrow. And sometimes sellers will just tell you, yeah, send me an offer. I'll think about it. And they're just doing that because they're polite and they're, they don't like telling people no. So I want to give them permission to say no. I say, listen, I don't know if we can make the numbers work, but if we could come together on the numbers, could we put a deal together today? I'm going to send you an offer today. Let's talk again at five o'clock. But let me just ask you something. If we can agree on the numbers that we're talking today at five o'clock, can you give me a yes or a no? Do we need to get your wife on the phone or something like that? All right. Now, forget the seller financing thing. Don't worry about this until after you've done a deal. One of my favorite questions here is, what are you going to do if you can't sell the property? I already talked about that. Uh, I love this question here. What would it take to make this happen today? If we're hemming and hawing between the numbers, we don't know. What would it take to make this happen today? If they don't like waiting 90 days to close, because that's what your offer says, if they want to close in 30 days, I ask a question like, well, if I could close in 30 days, what would you want to do then? And this is a great response for any objection that they bring to me, right? Well, if I could do that, what would you want to do then? Shut up and listen. If I could close in 30 days, what's the least you would take is another way to ask that. If they tell you, if they tell you that your number's too high, uh, if they tell you a number that's too high to you um, and your offer is too low, I sometimes ask them this question, listen, if you were me, be honest, would you buy this property for 15 grand when you know you could buy this other one a few miles away for 10? I use that a lot with realtors. If they don't give you a number, this is a big deal because this happens a lot. The seller won't give you a number. They just don't know what it's worth, right? They want you to give them an offer first. And you got to play this game of, you know, whoever comes up with a number first usually loses, but sometimes you just kind of have to. And you can say, well, I want you to understand, I am not, I'm not going to pay you full price for your property. If you already have five other offers, I guarantee you every one of those offers are going to be higher than mine. So you should probably take them. But, you know, I uh, usually when I make an offer, I'm talking to the seller. I, I make a lot of people really mad, you know, because it's just, this is business. And no offense, but, you know, you, you, can't, you can't give me a number if, if I offered you, I don't know, I'm just looking here at these comps, these comparables. If I offered you $10,000, how would that make you feel? Oh, wait, that's ridiculous. When I come back with, well, good thing I didn't offer that then. So how close can we get to that number? If you have to give the number first, you play this bad cop, good cop game where you're just like, if I did this, how would that make you feel if they 
get super mad. You just say, well, good thing I didn't offer that then, but you wouldn't give me a number. So what do we need to do to get you closer to that number? Um, Hope that was helpful for you guys. Just real quick, if you didn't know, like I talked about before, I got a special new program. I just launched it. It's dealswithjoe.com. You might need to do www.dealswithjoe.com. And uh, in there, I talk a lot about how to wholesale houses. So we've been talking about vacant land, but this course is only at $7. It's a $7 course. You can get it for me talking, teaching how to do houses. Good. I think I got everything. We sh- Any other questions? No. So show your face one more time so you can say goodbye to everybody. All right. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Foster, for being a good sport. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for watching these videos. If you like my channel at all, please hit the subscribe button. Get the notification bell thing clicked so you can get notified when new videos come out. Really appreciate it. If you like this video, please give me a thumbs up. Comment down below, all right? Thank you.